The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah Nicole, and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom, all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays. Subscribe, rate and review it, and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds Papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Congratulations. You made it to the weekend. And I'm very excited for my guest today. If you haven't been living under a rock and are just as obsessed with TikTok as I am, you've definitely seen my guest in your For You page. She's introduced us all to rich mom culture and has also introduced us to some amazing Amazon finds. She has sass, she's got class, and she goes by Tinks. Welcome to the podcast, Tinks, a.k.a. Christina. Thank you for having me. Do you me. like when people call you Tinks or do you like Christina? Everybody calls me Tinks. Yeah, literally everybody apart from my mom and my lawyer. So, um, <laughs> or if I'm in a lot of trouble, occasionally my friends will try to corral me with a Christina, but yeah, it's Tinks. Okay. Where did that nickname come from? So it's really a weird story. When I was 10 or 11, I wasn't that confident. And I went home for the, or I went in the summer, was visiting my grandparents in Florida. And I watched this movie called All I Want to Do. And it's with Kirsten Dunst. And in the movie, there's this character and she's really cool. And all the boys are obsessed with her. And her name is Tinka Parker. And I came back to school that fall. And I was like, you guys, this is my alter ego, kind of like a Sasha Fierce <laughs> moment. I was like, and when I'm her, I'm super confident. I'll do all this stuff that I, you know, don't have the confidence to do. And they were like, okay, bet, 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 whatever. And then I just started becoming her. And they, so they just started calling me like, oh, Tinka Parker. And then it just shortened to Tinka and then it's shortened to Tinks. And so I've been Tinks for 20 years now. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. So, okay. For everyone that's listening, Maybe for those who aren't on TikTok, what are you doing? But okay, give a little backstory. So you are a writer. I'm a writer. Yes. I was a writer and consultant before I started TikTok. I started TikTok May of 2020, mid-pandemic. So almost a year ago. Almost a year. So that's where like your creative edge and your flair comes from. So did you just like start on TikTok one day, you're like, I just want to, like, you're in, you're in quarantine. You're like, I just want to get on this app and just have some fun. Yeah. I think I love making things, whether it's, you know, before writing or making memes or just like making anything creative. I, I always love, and it's when I'm at my happiest. And in quarantine, I was living in a studio apartment above a strip club on La Cienega and I was so bored and obviously nobody wanted articles or I was not really working that much. And so I was like, I'm loving TikTok 
as an app, like that I'm enjoying the content, but there is a little bit of a space I think that I could move into. And I was like, I'm going to create content that I want to see. Nobody was talking about celebrities that much, or no one was doing like reviews of products or like, you know, I was like, I'm just going to make content that I like and, and see how it goes. And, and from the second that I made my first video, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Well, cause on Instagram, Instagram is very like aesthetic. You can be hot and have a following. You can be an Instagram modeling model and you know, you can get a following that way. But TikTok has been very intimidating because you have to entertain, you have to bring something. And there's all, you know, so many different corners and like little pockets. It becomes very niche. I mean, there's Completely. cleaning TikTok. There's one time I found myself in Amish TikTok. I mean, like, yeah. like there's. I'm on oatmeal TikTok right now. <laughs> I don't know how I got there. I don't even like oatmeal, but I'm there and, and I'm going to stay for a while because I enjoy watching people make oatmeal. I mean, the, the things that they come up, I saw someone make key lime pie oatmeal the other day. I love it. Good for them. TikTok is very niche. You're, you're right. There's little corners, little pockets and that's, but that's why it's so addictive. Yeah. I mean, but I like it because unlike Instagram, where it is very curated, very filtered, TikTok is almost makes the mundane very interesting. It puts that in the forefront. It makes that center stage. And also, you know, with a for you page makes everything a little more accessible. I follow people, but I rarely go to like my Their followers. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm mostly on my for you page scrolling, scrolling. So for the longest time, even Tom wasn't on TikTok and he's just was like, what? Is, he's like, you're just TikTok and your nuts off. And I was like, get on it. It's addictive. It's, it's so, so addictive. But I mean, I've made some TikTok since, but I just, I don't know like what my like niche would be on there. Like, how do you figure out what you should be for someone that wants to like put themselves on TikTok? I always tell people make the content that you want to see. It's, okay. it's really as simple as that. And and so for me, and it came to me at a, at a time in my life where I was like, I really have nothing to lose. Like I'm, I'm far away from my family. I'm single. Like I'm not really working right now. I really have nothing to lose. So for the first time in my life, I was like, I don't really care. I'm just going to do this for me and make it for me. And I think that that, that comes across so clearly on TikTok is when people are like, yeah, I fucking love oatmeal. I'm going to make an oatmeal TikTok. You know what I mean? And then that comes through and that's what you were saying is that's why it's interesting to watch is because you can tell when someone genuinely loves making the video or not. Yeah. For me, I'm psycho. Like I really like the Kardashians. I really like knowing everything that they do and analyzing them. And people can tell. I love Amazon. I love rich moms. Like people can tell. And so I just <laughs> literally make the content that I want to see as weird as it may be. One of the, my most first viral TikToks that I ever did, I drove to the Valley to health nut to get the Kardashian salad and love health nuts. Oh my God. My favorite. But like, I didn't expect that anybody else would care. I just thought it was funny because I wanted to always try it and everybody cared. So I think I always tell people, make the content that you want to see, drown out the noise. Don't think what will get the views, what will get this, what will get that. What makes you laugh? What do you enjoy making? And that's how you find your niche. I don't even know what I want to see or what makes you, I mean, other people make me laugh. And I think it's fine <laughs> to get inspiration from TikTok too. So yeah. just stay on it for a while. It'll come. It'll come. Are there any TikTok trends that you love or that truly annoy you? I love all of them. I love 
like the, all the sounds and making funny stuff about them. Yeah. I mean, there's one right now where it's like, it's like the ending of black movies and then they do this song and, and it started as that. And it's where it's like this it the the gospel one? song and then it's a free song and it's like an ode to the end of a lot of black cinema. And it is literally the funniest trend. I have gone through every video. I made one. It's actually the funniest, funniest format. And I'm obsessed with it. I saw one and I related to it because the girl was like, I'll work out and then take a shower. And then it freeze frame and, and zooms out. And it's like, she never worked out or showered and she changed back into pajamas at 6 p.m. And I was like, that's so me. That's also what TikTok is. It's so much more relatable than Instagram. Completely. And that's why I love spending so much time on that because I just like laugh. Okay, rich mom culture. How do you like even venture into that because you're like not a mom. I'm not a mom. I, I've always been obsessed with rich moms because they have the best life. They yeah, know how to live. True. They're they're literally <laughs> always just doing the most hilarious shit. They know the best coffee shops. They go on the best vacations. And it just started as kind of like a funny character things in my head. Like usually when I wake up in the morning, I free write like even before this. And it would always just be like a character of a person that I was imagining. And then I've actually been doing rich moms on my Instagram for years, but just nobody knew. Like my friends have all known about my rich mom obsession for years. Cause I would always take like, even back to the Snapchat days, I would like take a picture of my outfit when I was like working in corporate America and be like this rich mom's doing this and that. And so now it's just on a bigger scale and people love the rich mom starter packs and it's just a, a way bigger thing, but it's, it's the most fun, weird topic to research because I just get to know about rich people things. And no one gets mad at me for making light fun of them. Just yeah. light fun, just light fun. In <laughs> fact, rich moms love it. They're all like, I get, I get this all the time in LA. I'll be at like a fancy restaurant and a rich mom will come up to me and she'll be like, I am a rich mom. And I'm like, I believe you. And she's like, no, no, no. I literally just got off my private jet from Aspen. I am what you talk about. And I'm like, well, bitch, take me then. What the yes. hell? Is there room for me on that plane? Because everyone loves like a little bit of a roast. Everyone loves a roast. A Everyone healthy e roast is good for everyone's ego. For everyone's ego and, and they want to be seen. Like even when I do stuff about LA, I'll do like, what does your grocery store in LA say about you? Or what does your douchebag car say about you? People like <laughs> they want to be identified. I think it's like, I don't know if it's the narcissism in all of us or it's just, we all want to be read basically. I feel like when I'm watching you a little bit, just with like your content, I feel like I'm getting like sex in the city vibes, but you're like, all the characters rolled into one. That's so nice. That's because so funny. You, Someone just said that yesterday. Really? Ask me anything. Yeah. I thought this was original on my That's part. So nice. Because I feel like you are documenting your life with like the vlogs, and you so you do bring up like that carry aspect where you're like, this is what's happening in my life with your dating life, everything like that, and then you have like the optimism of a Charlotte. And then you are like the sex positive of Samantha, but then you have like the wisdom and the advice of Miranda. It's like the nicest compliment anyone's really? ever given But me. I mean, it, it, it is like, like that. Like Thank you're like you. the That's kind. millennial version of such. Thanks. I feel like your, your presence on your Instagram is slightly, I mean, cause Instagram versus TikTok is. It's slightly it, different. different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like overwhelmed by it. No, you know, I don't. People ask me like, does it feel weird to, to overshare your life on all social platforms? And it really doesn't. And I really, I, I had no idea the 
deep and genuine love that I would have for my followers. And I, and I do, it's, it's unbelievable and it's, it's boundless. No, I, I don't. I, the only thing is I feel like I wish I could just respond to everybody because I'm, I'm doing a lot of advice giving now. And sometimes I'll get lost in like a DMK hole. And I'm just like, I just wish that I could speak to everybody. I, I feel very honored that people trust me enough to ask me these super personal questions and ask me advice. So that's the only time when I'm just like, ugh, I'm really overwhelmed. But and the only other time that I get overwhelmed is because I'm really bad at time management and my manager will be like, you need to make this video. And I'm like, oh, like I can't. And I also only like shooting content at night, which is so inconvenient, but like, I'm literally not funny until 8 p.m. So I just, the whole day is just me like running around like a headless chicken. And then at 8 p.m. I'm like, now I have a lot of ideas. Now I have the concentration. So, but in terms of the, the process, in terms of having followers, in terms of the whole experience, no, I love it. I'm, I literally... I might be a little bit late to the game in terms of finding my passion, but I, I love it every second. I'm so grateful. Being a content creator is a full-time job. I oh like. yeah. Even if you're saying like, I don't feel creative until late at night, you're still. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing an ask me anything every day. I'm, I'm working on a brand deal. I'm, you know, writing a script for something. I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah. It, no, it is. And I think that, that's the only bit that's sometimes difficult is I feel like people, some people can think, oh, all she does is like sit around on her phone all day and like get PR packages. And it's like so different to that. So that's sometimes frustrating. But at the end of the day, I know that I'm proud of my work and that's what matters. But yeah. As your following grows, do you, how do you handle like, because not everyone's going to be a fan. No. And you know, around Christmas time, I was having a really, really hard time with it. I was about six months in, I was like, about to quit my other job. And I was like, I was having a really hard time with the negative comments. I was like, this feels really bad to, to have these. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, people say, oh, it's a stranger. You know, they don't, you know, the words can't hear you. And you're like, yeah, but like until you read some really yeah. mean shit about yourself online, like you don't know what that feels like. And also it can just like totally ruin your day if you're not in the right place. Yeah. Cause you're still a human. You're still human. And you're just like, especially if you're having a bad day or like they hit one of your, your, like sensitive points, it can feel bad, but I, I see a therapist every week. She's amazing. And we work really hard together and we, we worked out a plan and worked out like, you know, it's something I'm working on constantly, but at the end of the day, I, I, am not going to let them affect my passion and my joy in my career, but sure. The odd comment, like when I got the vaccine, I got like three people telling me to die. That's just like weird, but it's, it's like, it's my choice and, and everybody needs to get vaccinated. Like, don't, please don't. But still like after the third one, I was like, you know what? That just like that put a damper on my afternoon. I know. Cause then as you want to create content for the people that follow you, it could possibly skew your yeah. ideas and yeah. throw you off. Yeah, totally. Right? So it's like, I try not to give it too much weight, but it's just, it's like, yeah. Once in a while you get one and you're like, oh, that's stung. That really stung. But then I always tell myself, I click on their profile on TikTok and it's like user 7964 and it's like a Confederate flag. And they're like, you know, all lives matter, like Trump 2020, <laughs> like uh, women belong in the kitchen in their bio. And I'm like, okay, like, you know what, if you want to hate me, then go right ahead, bro. Yeah. Or they're Finstas or, you know, they're usually people that do that kind of stuff for sport and they're doing it to everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard because it's like, they're almost not thinking twice about it. And no, they're, they're just, literally not. Yeah. They just, know. that is a weird feeling though. I, I will say just to get like really specific is when you can tell that someone has made a Finsta specifically to troll you and you're like, 
damn, like you took a lot of time. Like it's not that easy to make a fence sale. You have to go through a lot of steps, like sign up with the email, blah, blah, blah. It's like you literally took 25 minutes out of your day to try and make me feel bad. In that case, then my therapist would say, send them love, send them open heart love because that is, that's brutal. Hurt people, hurt people. That is very true. I know you talk about this on your Instagram account, like dating because you you are so open about your dating life on your TikTok. Do people, are they just like not open yeah. to it? Yeah, some people for sure. So if you met a guy and he was like, I don't want to be on your TikTok, would you be like, then I can't date you? If he said, I don't want to be in the vlog, like even under an alias, I would respect that. And I would say, that's fine. But I would say to him, I need to tell the vlog that you're not going to be in it and that's it. And I won't answer any more questions about you, but I need to tell them because I don't feel like I owe it to them. I want to tell them. Like I genuinely feel like they're my, my close friends and they've been on a journey with me and they care about me and I care about them. And if he said that, I would say, I respect you and let's do it. But I need to tell them this is where I'm signing off on the romantic path. Yeah. Because I know with some of my friends as they became single on for instance, the show, because it's like when you film a reality show, like you're filming a show about your life. Completely. And, you know, that that presents a challenge when you're dating people because sometimes they don't want to participate and that's fine, but that's also difficult. It's difficult. Because you yeah. can't really keep big parts of your life completely off limits. It's just, It just like doesn't really work out in the end. No, totally. And then you have also times when people... Like I'll be on a first date with a guy and he's like, am I going to be in the vlog? And like, that's the other side of it. And you're just like, well, that feels shitty. And like, why are you on this date? And oh. like they want it or they get, they want the clout or they, they're like, they're into it. And it's just, that's not a good oh. feeling either, but it's weird to navigate. It definitely is. And it's, it can get people try to figure it out. I mean, my followers are very, very smart. They, they figure stuff out. Like you would not believe they're like, well, I saw in the background of your Instagram, this elbow, and I cross-referenced it with the elbow from this. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys, really? I'm like, the FBI needs to hire y'all. Like, this is crazy, but God bless them. Wow. Them. Yeah. That's, I mean, you got a different kind of, mm -hmm. they're, following. they're both different. They're, they are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you get a lot of like dudes in your DMs? No. no? I no? actually get 99% women. So most of your followers. I are do female. it all for the girls and the gays. That's what I say. Oh. I do it all for the girls and the gays. Yeah. I, I, I will occasionally get like a really weird, like a guy being like, I'm 21. I know I'm not a lot younger than you, but like, I want to take you on a date because you're hilarious. And I'm like, <laughs> honestly, respect your confidence, King, but like you are too young for me. Do you date older or younger? I will date either older or younger. I do not date my own age because I think that men like 29, this is my new thing that I've been telling everyone, 29 <laughs> to like 32 is a really weird age for a guy who's single because he's kind of having a mental breakdown because yeah. he's like, I'm not young anymore. Like I think women go through that. Honestly, when we're like 25, 26, we're like, and we don't have a mental breakdown. We're just like, Oh, like I'm older now. Like things are different. Whereas guys are like, Oh my God, like I'm 30. Like I can't party. And especially, I mean, you know, this in LA, Oh my God, every, the guys in LA are having a mental breakdown at all times. Yeah. That, that's like that when they're 42. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Everyone it's really in weird LA weird. thinks that they're 25, yeah. whether they're 18, whether they just come, they move from Alabama and they're some, <laughs> you know, hot young guy movie star or they're 45. Everybody in LA thinks that they're 25 
and yep. it's it's a, it's an illness. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I do. I mean seriously, a lot of my friends who don't live here are like, "Tanks, you're like kind of acting like a little bit crazy now." And I'm like, "Ah ha ha, like life is so fun, but it's the LA illness." It's Peter Pan syndrome. It's Peter Pan it's syndrome. Something in the water. I mean, it okay, I like to say it's like a state of mind. It's fine. We're only as old as we feel. Completely. But, you know, it is real sickness over here. I mean, you give amazing advice and people are always asking you for advice. But what is like the best advice that you've been given? I mean, I say it all the time, but like my mantra that I truly live by is comparison is the thief of joy. And like, that's my whole lifestyle. It's like, and that spans everything from like on Instagram. Like if I find myself on some model's page being like, Ooh, like, you know, whatever, she's way taller than me or like whatever. I'm like, comparison is the thief of joy. But that also means you can cause yourself a lot of distress by comparing yourself to what you used to be or where you think you should be. And neither is helpful. Like if you, something really toxic that I used to do when I was younger in my twenties is like, look back at pictures and be like, was I skinnier then? Was I happier then? Was I cooler then? Like whatever, whatever. Or I, I would think like, oh, like I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like remain in the present, focus on today. What can you do today? How can you improve yourself today? How can you make people around you feel good today? And that is the way forward. So that is truly the best advice. I think so many of our problems, especially today in a world of social media, come from, stem from comparison. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually the most harmful thing that we can do is compare ourselves to people because we honestly never have half the story. So 100% amen to that. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I've definitely done that. And even with my own self, like again, with the past. Yeah. And it's just like enough, like that, that's history. History. It's history. It's gone. It doesn't matter. And then it's like, I'm not present. Yeah. And then, and then I'll worry about the future as if worrying about it is going to change anything. Like it is really hard to be present and, and, you know, but we're going to literally miss out on living life. Completely. I think being in the present is, is so difficult. It's like something we throw around a lot. We're like, be present, be present. But like, what does that actively mean? Like some practical tips I have, I like have little rituals or markers that like where I say like, remember to remember. And just, that means just like, remember that this is not the dress rehearsal. This is the real performance. Like this is the last of this day that you're ever going to get. So it's just simple things like waking up and like writing a few things on my phone, notes app in my phone or on, in my gratitude journal, just being like, here are three things that are I'm, I'm grateful for today or whatever. Or like, this is so silly, but like 1111, if I happen to catch it or see those numbers somewhere, like everybody has a number that's special to them. I use that as like a reminder to say, wow, thank you for today. And like, this is what I'm happy for today. And like really grounding myself in the present. Cause otherwise, yeah, you can be like, God, I wish it was the weekend or I wish it was my vacation or wish it was that. And you can like wish your life away. And that's not, you know, you you need to, you need to stay present and, and grateful for the small things. And then it really adds up. I consistently try to take stock of my life yeah, and just be grateful because shit could always be worse to be be honest. And you know, just, yeah, just try to like take a beat and look around and be like, hell yeah. Yeah, Yeah. completely. (laughs) Like today's a good day. It's a good day. You know, sun is shining. Look out the window. Yeah. Take a few breaths. Yeah. Feel the air inside of you. I mean, it sounds corny. It does. It does sound a little woo woo, but like it honestly helps just to take a few beats to do that. Completely. And something I always tell my followers is like, shift your mindset and start appreciating the small things, like as if they were the big things. So like 
it can be really small, but like, and yeah, like I could be called basic for this. I call myself basic. I don't care. But like for me walking to get my coffee every morning, it like makes me feel like I'm on drugs. I'm so happy because I literally love my coffee. And that's just like a ritual that I have with myself. And I literally love it. Like I, I, I can't believe it. Like, and I literally talk about it as if I was saying I got to go backstage at like a Drake concert, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, guys, like I got my coffee this morning and it just, it shifts you into that gratitude mindset. It shifts you into an abundance mindset. And that kind of stuff really does help. Those like little practices, as you could say, like rituals with yourself. I talked about de-stresses, those like little tiny investments mm-hmm. with yourself, mm-hmm. self-care, we call it, whatever you want to call it, are super important. 100%. Because it will make huge improvements in your life, especially if you are if you are carrying stress and tension in your body. If you are have harboring anger anywhere, it will release it and your life will change drastically, maybe small at first, but like within a week, within a month, you might be a completely different person. So start small. Maybe it's a walk in the morning. Maybe it's just a few minutes in a day, but like everyone should really give that a try. Agreed. Just switching gears just a little bit. I feel like you really are creating this like Tink's brand. Are you very good at like executing things? Are you like one of those people that just like has ideas swirling in your head? And I have ideas for days and people always ask me like, what if you don't have any ideas for TikToks or videos that days? I'm like, that is not my problem. My problem is literally being so disorganized and unable to like, yes. And that's why we have Sethi, my manager, who does all that (laughs) stuff for me. And he's like, okay, I literally lies to me about deadlines so that I'm not ever late for them. But I think an important thing, here I go with another mantra again, or another phrase that I love is like hire for your weaknesses, which can also mean like, know what you're good at and know what you're bad at. Like be really critical of yourself and be self-aware. Like I I know I have good ideas. I know that I also am very disorganized. So it's like, how am I going to put people and processes around me in place so that I can achieve my goals? And I think that that's something where people like often will be like, I want to start a small business, but X, Y, Z, or like, I want to be a content creator, but X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, what are the barriers? Like, what are you not good at? And who can help you remove that problem? That's like how I think about it often. So what if the obstacles are finding the people? <laughs> That's t- tough. Yeah. I, I I interviewed 25 managers. I just yeah, couldn't, yeah. it's like dating. I mean, you have to really find someone you vibe with hundred percent. As a content creator, I would always feel like this pressure to keep up on like trends and you know the whole thing of like Instagram and social media it's it is it's like a moving platform and the goalpost is always moving so it's like it's this pressure to like keep up do you feel that or do you feel like you feel really sort of like solid in your sort of niche that you are gonna just I think I do a mixture of like mainly just making content that's very specific to me. And then once in a while I'll do like, I'll play in a trend and I'll be like, this is really fun. I'll put my own spin on it. And, and I love that. But I feel that when you actually not remove yourself, but you don't think of it as a conveyor belt, like don't think, oh, I have to know all the trends and all this. And you just start really again, like creating the content that you want to see. I do think that that's more sustainable option for content creators, because if you're, trying to keep up with the trends. Like you said, it's a moving target. It's always like, for me, I'll play in a trend a couple of times a week. I'll be like, oh, this is a really funny sound on TikTok. Like I'll do this and that. But for me, I have my own North stars and like what I find funny and I want to talk about. And that, that keeps me calm. 
Because otherwise you go, you drive yourself crazy. Like sometimes there's a celebrity story that I don't comment on. And it's like, okay, well, there's going to be another one tomorrow. So it's fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, I tend to be very like risk adverse. And I feel like when I want to do something, when I really care about something, I become very fearful. Mm. Like I mm. feel like failure is imminent and like, you know, I really care about something. So I, I become like a stress case. So like, do you feel like, like I'm gaining this like following and this, everything's like really great. Like what if it all just like disappears tomorrow? Is that something that ever like crosses your mind? Do you like ever experience like, like imposter syndrome or like anything like that? Of course I fear that it would go away, but I don't think about it a lot. And with imposter syndrome, I'm kind of like, no one really knows what they're doing. Like, I, I think I figured that out like, maybe in my late twenties when I was living in New York and I was a writer and editor and I was like, damn, like, I don't think that I'm good enough. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then I, I remember I was at some lunch and I was like, had this come to Jesus moment where I was talking to these other writers and I was like, no one knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's all a lie. And it's just like, fake it till you make it. To your point about being fearful about something being like getting it right or whatever. I always tell myself done is better than perfect. Like, I'm not a heart surgeon. I don't need to get it right 100% of the time. Like, I just need to do my best. And like, and to your point before, the internet's so fast moving. I'm like, if a video flops, I'm like, oh, there will be another one tomorrow. You they know? don't need to all be hits. They don't need to yeah. all be hits. It's nice when you get one, but it's like, they're, they're not all going to be hits. That's yeah. okay. Sometimes you just like, now I look back and I'm like, whoa, that video is literally so brutal. Like, why did I put it up? But it's like, it's part of the journey. You know, when you, you got to have an unfunny video and then that gives you a good idea to have a funny one. And it's like, it's all part of the process. It's like, we're human. Yeah. No, I know I'm irrational 90% of the time. You're a perfectionist. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. When I, like when I want to do something, I want to do it Knock well. Knock it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have to like, be like, enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just do it. <laughs> Done is better than perfect, baby. Because I love your take on a lot of things and you're just like, you just deliver it. I want to do like a play, like a little bit of a game. I'm going to call it Tink's Thanks. Love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I literally do have a take on anything, everything. Tink's Thanks. So these are like not the most polarizing things, but maybe, maybe people, you know, have some hot takes on them. So I'm going to say something. Just tell me what you think about it. Crocs. I have actually been thinking about getting into Crocs lately because I, I love comfortable footwear and I really love slides and I love anything. I really like to be comfortable. And I've been thinking about getting into them. You know, I know a lot of Post Malone likes them. Justin Bieber just did the collab. I'm coming in hot Crocs this summer. I might get me some of those uh, platform ones. I'm looking at those. Those are actually like in person, a lot cuter than I think, but Crocs, they're light on your feet. Yeah, I know I'll like them. I have like four pairs. And my friends think I'm disgusting, but I don't give a fuck. All right. Girls that say I'm a guy's girl. That's a pick me girl. And we do not fuck with pick me girls. Yeah. Okay. I guess pick me girls are like the new I'm a guy's girl. Yeah. I can't. I can't with you. I, you don't need to be like girl code to the end of yeah. day, but like. Yeah. And it's, or just stuff like, it's like the way you say it. Like, I don't, I don't really need makeup or like, I don't like, or like, I love beer. Like I think it's so lame when, when people don't drink beer. It's like, just stop, 
stop. Yeah. It's the same with the girls. Like, they're like, I just, I'm so tiny. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I get that. Like, that would be way too big for me. I'm like, sick, bro. All right. Well, <laughs> I'd absolutely body that shirt. Like, I'll wear it or whatever I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> give it to me. Um, but yeah, I just can't, I can't do that at all. I, it really bothers me. When they're just like, inadvertently just putting down every other woman in the room. Yeah. All right. The show Friends. Can't do it. What? Yeah. All right. I just, it's not my humor. It's not my humor What about The Office? Not my humor. I just, I can't do the slapstick thing. It's so like the laugh track and the like. Is there a show that you do? It's like either I'm watching The Sopranos or I'm like dick deep in Real Housewives. Like that's the only two. All right. Which, which housewife? franchise are you my standing the hardest my favorites life to date are Atlanta and Beverly Hills okay but recently Salt Lake has really come in hot and it's got my attention and I'm paying attention and I also love Dallas it's so weird and like they honestly are so crazy and like random that I'm like I kind of love this but the the trailer for Beverly Hills just dropped and it looks unbelievable (gasps) I really can't wait when Erica is like what yeah. What? Yeah. I'm like, I'm oh like, my God. Yeah. My like skin itched so ready. much. Yeah. I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. But yeah. Salt Lake. Yeah. Salt Lake. It's good. Those and, are my babes. Uh-huh. Love them. 100%. Okay. Bachelorette parties, specifically when there's like a hardcore penis theme. Yeah. I, you know what it is? It's a lot to do with age. I think for the first couple ones, everybody's like, you know, when when I had a couple of friends get married when they were younger and then there was more like penis paraphernalia and that's fine. It's like, listen, this is what I always say. It's what the bride wants. The only thing that I do think is important is like, your bachelorette is like your birthday in that the kindest thing you can do to your friends is tell them exactly what you want. Like if your priority is like getting cute pictures, just tell everyone that. If your priority is blacking out, tell, tell your friends, like, that's what I want. If your priority, if you actually don't care about penises or playing any of those dumb games and you're you're like, guys, I just want to like go to a spa and like have a fun time. Just tell them that it's exactly like your birthday. Like it, this is one of my shticks. Like if it's your birthday, tell people what you want. Don't make your friends guess. Don't say, Oh no, like, I don't want to do anything. Or like, Oh, we can just go to dinner. Tell people, Hey, I want to go to Dantana's at 8 PM. And then I want to black out and I want to make sure I get a good Instagram and your friends will be more than happy to oblige you, but don't make people guess. Okay. Amen. Yeah. When someone's like plan it for someone, it's like, Ooh, just tell them. Yeah. 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 Okay. Separate from bachelor parties, but also like it kind of rolls into it. Male strippers. Not for me. No. Okay. You know how some people, the way people feel about clowns. Yeah. That's how you feel. That's about how I feel. Yeah. I could not be more turned off by a male stripper. I just, it's not my thing. It freaks me out. I've never seen an attractive one. No. Like I enjoy the film Magic Mike quite a lot. Oh yeah. But I would never want a male stripper in my party. You know what I mean? I I would like to go to a Magic Mike show. I think that would be fun. The whole, like he knocks on the door and it's like, there's a, I want to arrest you for being so hot. Like, no, absolutely not. No, thank you. Like I'm allergic. I'm allergic to that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if it was like Magic Mike or if it was like a Channing Tatum thing. Exactly. Maybe it's probably more a Channing Tatum thing. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law, he insisted to go to like every girl. Yeah. that's And I ran and I was like, please, please. I just like, this is not going to be fun for anyone. No, it's just like, well, and it's also just like such an awkward thing. Cause then it's like, it it's so exhausting. Cause you have to be like smiling and like, 
cheering them on. And then it's like, everybody's looking at everybody's reaction. It's just like, this, how is this fun? Like, I don't think it's fun. I would rather have an all girls dance party with like music blaring. Yeah. Well, at my bad strip party, I was fine with having a female stripper. Totally. That's more like, fun. And they're sexy and like hot. Exactly. Yeah, Cause 100%. I, you know, I don't want a dude grinding on me. So we're going to end this with rage text of the day. <laughs> my rage text is to honestly my puffy face when I have been drinking for a week straight I just want to say to my puffy face why you let me down so much when I want to keep having fun and just because I drank 69,000 margaritas over the course of a weekend it doesn't mean that you need to tell everyone with your puffiness I wish that you would fuck off so that we could keep having fun because the fun should never stop. Love you. Thanks. <laughs> I love that. Well, Tinks, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you and, for having me. So um, thank you for all your mantras and words of wisdom and tell everyone where they can find you on all socials. I'm It's Me Tinks on all platforms. Come follow along for a good time. For a good time. <laughs> all right. Until next time, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode. 